welcome all the listeners of the Affiliated Podcast. We are here live at TNC 2021. And so because of that, we are in our VIP room for all the amazing marketers, a part of ClickBank and at TNC, but it might get a little bit rowdy and that's just the way we like it. Some extra noise, that was the voice that I tried to make. So, um, but today we are gonna be talking with two amazing people about honestly a pretty amazing subject, which is courses. Of course, we're gonna be talking about courses, which will make sense here in a little bit. Um, but primarily we're gonna be discussing is any individual that wants to create a course that's gonna change the world, change an individual. You don't just wanna get people to buy it, you want them to finish it. That's gonna be a loyal customer, someone that you really want. And we're gonna unlock some secrets about that today with two people that are doing it better than probably anyone else out there. So with that, let me introduce you to Dr. Carrie and LaShawn, a married power couple and the owners of Of Course. Welcome guys, happy to be talking with you today. Same, Kyle. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah. You're yeah. awesome. That was, I felt uh, empowered. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Is the roar. That's really got us. Yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> well, so really excited to talk to you guys. And um, before we kind of jump into, you know, the company and everything you're doing, I really just want to take some time and talk a little about you two because I love a couple um, that, not just couples, but a couple that does business together. I think that's a really magical thing. Um, it's something I've always talked with my wife would just be amazing. We just need to find that synergy. Um, and I think when it works, it works in a special way. So I'm happy to see this working for you guys. So, um, you know, the first big question I always like to ask is how you guys met. So just tell me a little bit about like the first date and like how that went in the moment you're like, okay, this person is it, whatever that it might be. It's like, even that it was just a second date. I'm really curious to hear that story. Who you wants want to go to first? Do this? We met on Tinder. Oh, oh my gosh. Carrie's a Tinderoni. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now sing them the song. No. Okay. No. Ooh, the song. See, I didn't hear about the song in any pre-recordings, and so now I'm She's curious. She's talking about Bobby Brown. Oh, okay. Tinderoni is so right. That's what I get. <laughs> so he opened with, what are you passionate about? And so my response was growth. Like this is like the first two lines of our conversation. Wow. And he said, tell me more Jazzy. about that. And I said, well, do you know Tony Robbins? Because at the time I was doing volunteer work on his crew at UPW and, and events like that. And LaShawn was like, of course, you know, like um, he was doing Landmark and had gone through the Introduction to Leaders program. And I was like, oh, we're two peas in a personal development pod. And out where I was living, which was Merritt Island, Florida, it felt very removed from that kind of environment. So I was like, okay, this one might be a, a might be a, a possibility. And so we chatted back and forth and around 3.30 in the afternoon, I asked him out that day. We went out that night. Our first date, I was extremely late. He was extremely early. How so. late exactly? Well, the combined total was an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an hour and 47 minutes. Okay. An hour and 47. He was clocking the whole thing. But so I show up, he's sitting <laughs> on a bench. Which doesn't like something somebody that's on time all the time would do, right? <laughs> a Marine, for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's sitting on a bench outside the restaurant we were supposed to go into, and we never did. We went from park bench to park bench all night and talked, and... I just became smitten and fascinated and did everything I could to try to shake him and make sure he wasn't the one, but it just didn't work. It didn't work. Wow, like awesome. the dude loves Star Wars. That easy. Like it's just perfect. So <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So what about you? When was that moment? So obviously I'd say you're going around. You're like, man, this guy's into this. Plus he waited a, an hour and 47 minutes and Keeper. was still <laughs> ready to go. Plus I will say LaShawn, what a great first line. What's your passion? I mean, that's a good qualifier right off the bat. Yeah. Um, you're looking for a partner. Um, I think that's that's smart. That's some good marketing right there. Well, you know? Yeah. I, I think what makes that moment special for me is that it isn't 
when I was asking her that question, it wasn't intended to be a tactic or a gimmick. Mm-hmm. It was literally just an, uh, a genuine interest and curiosity with what she's passionate about. I, I consider myself someone that picks up on energy pretty well, and she had great pictures and all that kind of stuff. I could tell she was doing cool things, and it just translated. But I was interested. Like, what are you passionate about? Because bios don't say that. They don't say what you're like as a human, you know, and the kind of things that light you up. So I was really interested mm-hmm. in kind of finding that out. Yeah, I think bios are normally like, like, I like, like, you know, like swing and like sometimes like I really like like cowboy hats and shot glasses. Like, it, it, like, oh, it doesn't, yeah. it often just doesn't do people justice yeah. with what they're really about, you yeah. know, up or down, yeah. <laughs> good or bad. <laughs> so that, that's a great qualifier. Yeah. So, so obviously that led to a relationship, it led to a company. So talk a little bit about the company and what you guys are doing. Then we'll break that into some of the, the, the big T's that we talked about with some great coursework. Yeah. Well, I think within context, what's probably um, valuable to, to mention here is that Carrie was already a consultant. She was, so she was kind of getting into the world a little bit. And I felt as though um, after getting to know her a little bit that I could use some of my superpowers, my skills and talents to help, you know, kind of propel her in that regard. Also, I felt as though she was uh, kind of like a hidden gem. And people should know more about her passion. People should know about more about her skill set. And in the marketing space, like a lot of people are selling education, but not necessarily knowing what it takes to really, you know, push the needle in that regard. And I felt like she had like a like a special treasure to share with people about that. Well, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. It's a superpower, what have you. So for all the X Men jokes we were making before we started recording, so which I know you guys can't. For those that can't nerds, see Doctor Carrie right now, she has the most like fly X Men style outfit right now. I'm super envious, <laughs> um, but that's because full leather on me doesn't look exciting. So um, to anyone, so so yeah, Doctor Carrie, tell us a little about too, like how you found yourself into coursework and and really shared something I found so inspiring when you want to really talk about the power. I would say education and the right person, the right course. Sure. Uh, thank you so much. Um, you know, when I was young, I witnessed something that was pretty traumatic, um, and I blacked out. And when I came to, I had selective mutism for about six years. So just picture the shyest person you've ever met and then multiply by that by about 100 or 1,000. Like, I just barely spoke is what that means. Not that I couldn't physically, but psychologically, I didn't. And I'm also dyslexic. So any entrepreneurs out there that find themselves in that category, there's a bunch of us that are left brain, I'm sorry, sorry, left-handed, gifted, ADHD, dyslexics. And so I started uh, fifth grade not knowing how to read. And I had one teacher, Mrs. D. Taylor in Ann Arbor, Michigan, take me from that to the highest standardized test score that that school had seen in one year. And what it really taught me was the power of impact that we can actually create with another human being if we care and we know the right strategies, you know? And I just became absolutely obsessed with education strategies as an adult and what it takes to like really move the needle for another human being. And I like to think of these programs more in terms of like, what would the world look like if, you know? What would the world look like if everybody that purchased a course to fix their relationship had the outcome of that relationship healing? What would it look like if they purchased a course to fix their bank account had their bank account healing and growing? What would it look like if their health was improved as a result, Mm -hmm. you know? And right now we've got an industry where you've got like three to 5% completion rates 
And so that world doesn't exist yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a beautiful transition. I think a lot of people where there are some people might create a course because they, they just want money, right? They're going to go do it. We're not going to talk about that today. And even though they could listen and that's valuable because I'll say that more people that complete your course will find more value in what you do and they're going to be a larger LTV customer. But I really want to focus on that idea. I think lots of people... They have good intentions and they want to change the world for the better. That's the whole point of education and courses. And just like you said, though, only three to 5% actually finish the job. How frustrating is that? Like, I just imagine you spend all this time, you get somebody committed, they're ready to go and no one shows up on time or they don't finish, they bail out. That, that can't feel good for course creators. So we'll talk a little bit about how, you know, you guys go and, and work with people and change that and start to shift it. And then also I'd love to be really curious, like on average, what are your guys' completion and course completion rates? Yeah, so we've had clients get up to 96% completion rate. So okay, on well, the- hold on, hold on. Let's say that I just, in case somebody didn't hear that, let's say one more time. Get up to high is how much? 96% completion rates. Holy cow. So what people are stuck in compared to what's actually feasible or possible are two different things. You know, so for people that are out there that are like, I just want to raise it and I don't know how, like start by doing one thing and raise it some and then try something else and then raise it some more. Like it doesn't have to be a giant jump, but just knowing sometimes that something's possible. If something's possible in your world, like if you know that it's a possibility, now it becomes a probability. All you have to figure out are what the action steps are to get you into that zone, you know? And as far as like the monetary side of it too, I was talking to a potential client a while back. They ended up selling their business so we ended up not working together, but they were doing a hundred mil annually in course sales and they had a 3.9% completion rate and they had multiple courses. So just like in your head, kind of think about how it would impact your bottom line if people finished and then bought something else. Yeah. You know, that'd be huge. Right. Or even in terms of ascension. Right. So right. if you even think like courses, the course is the first step to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a course that falls after that, whether sure. it be, you know, advanced or mastery or whatever. Well, if I only get 3.5% people to complete that, I have a really small, small pool to now market and hope that I convince them again. Right. Even if they mm-hmm. had a good experience, you know, I still have to have marketing. That's not a hundred percent take yeah. rate. So you're getting down to tiny percentages and you're right. You're now in the trap of acquisition, in the marketing treadmill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, it's funny to watch a hamster spin a wheel, but we don't like to be the hamster. And, and <laughs> no. oftentimes without an LTV, that's where you're stuck. So that, that you're right. That's a huge difference and that could change your business substantially. So, um, well, I think sometimes what, what we really, to kind of understand this is better to go back and talk about what the problem is. So we could see that there's a problem, but, but why, why are people buying products that are sold and they're really excited, but then they just don't do anything about it. So what have you guys noticed and what have you learned? Sure. You know, so part of it is the, you know, the satisfaction of the purchase, right? So there is that, there is that I got my dopamine hit. Like I bought my treadmill in January 1st. By February, I'm hanging my clothes on it. Like there are people that are gonna be like that and you cannot necessarily control for that. I like to think of courses kind of like an Italian restaurant, right? And so like I'm in the restaurant and I see these plates of food and they're coming back to the kitchen or they're not taking them home. You know, in my mind, I'm like going manja, manja, but why aren't you eating? Like, why aren't these plates getting like into your belly or why aren't you taking doggy bags? What am I doing wrong or what can I do to fix it? Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's, you know, there's two different elements there. But like for me, I like to think of like, how are we going to create win wins? Like, how does the student win? How does the course creator win? 
like so okay. that we all get to the point of like having the benefit of what we're here for in the first place. Yeah. So, well, um, and, and LaShawn, what about you? What are some things that you kind of really focus on as well? Yeah. I mean, what I found find really interesting is that with a lot of experts, they go and they spend so much time to refine their craft and build their business and put something out to the world. And often that is kind of the way that they do it. They take everything that they've learned and, and put it together and they, they want to offer it, but they don't, you, they're not usually in touch with what kind of things become barriers for people to really understand what it is that they're intending for them to learn. Like what's getting in the way? You know, they, they usually have very little awareness of that thing or those things, variety of things. Um, and so for me, I think that that is a big piece of it. And it also really comes down to like the level of which you care. You know, we're in the marketing space. So a lot of people really think in terms of like traffic and conversions, you know, and sales. And that's really important in terms of like growing your business. But if you're missing that um, caring piece, that curiosity piece, really finding out what is going to help your audience better or what is not necessarily, you know, pushing them along and in, in a real like with some velocity, then I think you're really missing the boat because we're not really talking about courses when we're talking about courses. We're talking about people's lives like they they ultimately care about these things. You know, they care about their finances. They care about their health. They care about their relationships. And when they're investing their money with courses, the end goal is that they transform some aspect of their life that really means something to them. And if you don't care about it, it's really hard to make a difference there. Yeah, no, that's super powerful. I think the two things you're saying too, it's like, well, one first, like you really should be here to at least not just make people happy from buying, which I'm always fascinated by because I don't think there's anything I buy that doesn't make me feel instantly guilty. I don't know if that's my <laughs> Catholic guilt. Oh, I've spent money. I bought some, yeah. some uh, oatmeal cookies downstairs and <laughs> I feel good about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even me, I'd be like, I shouldn't buy that. There's sugar in this, right? <laughs> you know, there's somebody else that could use this. But but outside the initial dopamine, it's, it's true lasting happiness, right? We want a longer happy customer, but one of the big things you have to pay attention to one, like what are the barriers they could be having or why are they not finishing their plates? Why am I having food come back, right? Even if it's not that they're refunding or asking for something else, which we might see in refunds and chargebacks, that's not really what it is. We're seeing a lack of commitment. We're seeing a lack of interest um, in identifying those points. So um, I'd love to give some examples and maybe talk about some things where we could see um, clients you've worked with and common problems that you've seen, if you could share that. So uh, maybe just talk about some of those barriers that you guys commonly see and how you were able to fix them and, and change things in a course. Sure. So there's um, there's so many things, gosh. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. The first person that I want to mention isn't actually a client of mine. He's somebody that I interviewed for uh, the book that I wrote, The Completed Course, which is all on course completion rates. Um, Ray Higdon had one of the most genius comments that's in that book, but it was basically like you need to consider for a moment what could stop them from doing this in the first place. So like thinking about um, things in terms of time for one, you know, um, I've talked to people before where their courses are like 25 or 45 hours and you have to think about it. Like when you're thinking about time, you're not, people have an interesting thing. They're like, I'm giving this person a very long course, so I'm giving them value. Well, what you're actually doing is you're taking their time. So you're taking their life force and their energy and kind of taking their value. So how can you give them what they actually need in order to be successful in a like a heartbeat in a short <laughs> amount of time? For me, it's like four to six hours max as far as the course, seven minutes max as far as each video. Like try to keeping things that are really, you know, 
engaging but also like targeted to have a person have a quick win a quick result and actually get the outcome of what they're wanting yeah you know that's a great one and i'll say i we i've seen that oftentimes in Mm -hmm. in courses or even products where a lot of times we get really excited about all the value we create like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i have 60 hours of mastery i want to share it with you yeah but i'm like if somebody came to you and said would you like to spend 60 hours with me i'd be like no No. there's no way (laughs) i'm gonna teach you how to be a millionaire i'll find somebody else that'll do it in five um, yeah, you're totally right. Respect the, the, the time barriers and, and where, you know, college might take a long time for people like you could do courses and you're, you're going to pay more to get that same information faster. I always think that's a big distinction. Think to yourself, how much more would you pay to learn the same information as somebody else in half the time? Well, I pay also, a lot more for that, right? I was going to say also, like, in addition, it's up against every other valuable thing in their life. Let's say they're a parent, you know, or they're working a job or even they have a business or something like that. It that time is up against everything else that's important to them and they're going to choose. And though they may want to finish their course, it just may not be a functional setup, you know, for them. So that becomes a barrier to completion. They're likely not going to even if they buy, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, yeah. So when you're working with clients to say, so I, I come in, my, my course is teaching, um, what's something silly? Um, it, it's teaching how to create your own X-Men characters and write your own comic books. It's not that silly. <laughs> I actually think that's really cool. I buy that we course. We just work with a screenwriter, yeah. actually. <laughs> Emmy awarding screenwriter. It was oh. crazy time. Yeah. So it, well, whew, we'll have to talk about that afterwards because I love <laughs> that. But um, So I, I have a course right now. It's 50 hours. And so I'm really passionate. I feel like I can't take anything out. What do you guys, how does that conversation go? What are you talking with the clients about of how being like, we need to reduce this down or what are some of the strategies you could do to make it palpable and remove that barrier? Sure. I mean, so that is like more than likely coming from a very genuine um, place of like goodwill, right? So if you've got somebody like that, they're like, I needed to know all of this in order to become who I am, right? Well, yes, over time. <laughs> over time, you needed to know all of that to become who you are. But really, if you're looking at it now, you're, you're talking about the customer success path and the customer journey. So instead of like a 50-hour course, you have multiple products in there. You have actually something amazing. And so it's to the point of, you know, which segments of that 50-hour program become individualized products or individualized services. So now you can break it down. And it's a win for the client or for the student, right? Um, because they're going to have things in chunks that they want, like we just talked about. But it's also a great win for the course creator. If you have 50 hours worth of content and now you've got like, okay, I've got like 10 courses now, hallelujah. Like that's amazing. How much could you make off of 10 courses as opposed to one course, depending on what the value is and what you price it at. But still like, or bundles you do or membership or whatever, but there's like so many different ways to market that. It's a better quality problem, you know, but it's just getting them to that point of not, not thinking that everything needs to go in one course. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, that makes so much sense. If like you have it all there, why not break it up and make it more valuable and easier, easier to consume. Stop trying to give people, you know, the entire kitchen when they just want a sandwich. Right. So, um, (laughs) I'm hungry. So some of this food stuff is really hitting me. But, um, so when you're having that conversation, like, are there some guidelines that you guys choose? I know we're actually, we're spending a lot of time on time. Let's actually move. What are some of the other kind of barriers that we see? So time's a big one. I think making sure people could find it digestible. It's not going to be too much, but it's still value. And, And I just want to emphasize again, there is more value in the same information in a short amount of time than there is in extending that out. Always remember that. Course creators, marketers, everywhere. Like the convenience of time savings is valuable 
to everyone. It doesn't matter who they are, except for kids. They seem to just like always, they have no concept of time, but um, they're not buying your product, so don't worry. Um, so what are some of the other barriers? I, I'd imagine like, I don't know if it'd be like challenges, self-defeating beliefs. What are some of the other things you see that are keeping people from finishing a course? Sure. So really interesting. A lot of what we were just talking about kind of plays into this, right? Um, the first part is the course creator themselves has to know what the objective is of the course. So it needs to be tied into the market research that they've done or or an overwhelming understanding of their audience. So if they haven't done the market research already, right? Like some people are talking about like uh, spiritual practices, like maybe they don't need to 100% do that or their teachings are always gonna be their teachings. But you know, for everyone else, please do some market research and figure out if people wanna buy this thing first and then what is the actual outcome that they want? And so the time issue is really just an expansion of that obvious problem that they're not 100% sure what is the, you know, the, the thing that's going to move the needle for them and how to get really targeted and really specific about it. And then at that point, it is a matter of, you know, breaking things down in a way that is for all you left brain people out there. This is like amazing, kind of in an SOP fashion. Right. So a lot of people that are like more left brain think that and, they and real fast, just yeah. define I believe I know what you mean when you oh, say SOP, sorry. but if we could just define that in case somebody doesn't, so. Standard operating procedure. Okay. Just, I want so to make like, sure for those that weren't yeah. familiar with that acronym, yep. Thank you for, thank you for that. Um, so for those that are tech brain, right, that's like this, then that, then this, then that, I'm sorry, I'm moving my hands, but it's like yeah. step one, step two, step three, step yep. four. But for some reason, a lot of people that are left brain think that course creation isn't for them because they think in a very technical standpoint. But actually, when it comes to education, that is fabulous because you can give things pe to people in the exact bite that they need. So in the process that we have that's based on over 500 research studies on how the human brain connects to content, the first thing that we do with our clients is A, figure out the outcome and then write a series of questions that get them there. So these questions, I call them focus questions. They just turn on your reticular activating system. So basically for those that aren't familiar with that, it's like if you've ever been uh, driving down the road and you're like, I really want to, I really like a red you know, convertible, all of a sudden you see red convertibles everywhere. Or like if you go into your pantry and you're like, I can't find the salt, I can't find the salt, I can't find the salt, but then your spouse comes in and they find the salt, but you've told your brain, I can't find the salt, or you told your brain you're looking for the red car, right? That's your reticular activating system and work for you. And so what we do with the clients is we have them create, or we create for them, um, these series of focus questions that turn on the reticular activating system and tell your students, go find this, go find this answer. And on the other end of it, for the course creator, they are only creating videos in the segments that answer that question. Mm, that's awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. First, I just have to say thank you because I've been dying to try and remember what that the reticular system is that like, I was like, Oh, what's that thing that makes it when you buy a car, you see it everywhere. You thought yeah. you're original until you drove it off the lot and you're like, dang it. You know, so, um, <laughs> or in my case, I'm like, look, other people have this minivan too, yes. you know? Um, uh, so, but I really loved what you're saying. So basically, um, that just to kind of recap here, it's this concept of, First, know what the questions are, what they need, be very targeted in the audience, but serve up where you need them to go, right? Mm -hmm. We're gonna feed the question that they need to ask, or at least that they're thinking, and then immediately tie that to what the, the solution needs to be. Because I, I have seen courses, I've even taken courses, where it feels like you're just wandering through the, the jungle with a machete, hoping to find yourself 
with the knowledge that you 100%. need, right? So, so it, can, can adventurers. You, yeah, I don't know, Sean. If you, I don't know if you have any examples you kind of share of where you guys saw and were able to do that and quickly fix something where somebody was in the woods, or if Doctor Carey, if you want to do that as well. Gosh, you and know. And I also want to just take a moment and say, if anyone's wondering if this doctor was just like she likes to go by that, or it's like real academic, I think the last thing you just said probably confirmed <laughs> this was something that's that's very She's educated. The real deal. Yeah, real real deal for sure. You know, with every one of our clients, it's been, I don't know how much I can really go into their stories particularly, but it's been some level of one of those things, right? Um, And every one of them, we end up applying the system to it. But, you know, the, the main thing that I've seen with people over and over again when it comes to learning, and this is something that I'm really branching into right now and, and explaining and interacting with people in regards to this, the biggest problem with education is this one piece of research that I'll tell you right now. Ooh. Yeah. So... There's something called cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. and basically that just means, like, in my mind, I think of things in terms of itchy. Like, okay, that's not really hard, but it's itchy. It's uncomfortable, right? It's a little, uh, it's a little stretch. There's research that says that if you have too much of it, that people won't learn, and if you have too little of it, that people won't learn. So if you make it too hard, they won't learn, and if you make it too easy, they won't learn. And so people are tr- somewhere in the middle trying to make, like, a soft-boiled egg, you know, but what it happens is they're not really giving their clients the goods, right? And so the thing with these programs over and over and over again and tying back to the objective conversation is it really has to be broken down simply into one step at a time. Just think about yourself going up a flight of stairs, right? And if you go up a flight of stairs and you go one step, one step, one step, you're more than likely not going to fall down unless you're me. But more <laughs> than likely it's one, I'm right there with one you. step yeah. at a time, yeah. right? But if you took out one of the steps in between, you might have some people stumble a little bit. Now, LaShawn would make it over, right? And he'd make it over if I took out two or three steps, more than likely. This guy's athletic, right? But there's a lot of people, if you took out the steps in between, that wouldn't make it. And really, when we're teaching, that is a very common problem is leaving out those steps because from an educational perspective, the brain can't wire a new information to existing information if the information before doesn't exist because it hasn't been brought up, right? So that step in the middle would have been the existing information. So a lot of this, in order to make it easier for your clients, is actually going to come in your nurture sequence, right? Is like, isn't the pre-content as well? How are you getting them ready for that material? And how are you, you know, like making sure they are actually the right person and the right fit and to be on this journey with you in the first place, right? So that's part of it. The other side of it is like, you got to make it hard enough, right? And people are really like softballing the content and they're just like talking to the lowest common denominator, right? And there are things that you can do that are really, really simple that actually stretch people's brains. And it's not hard. It's not hard for people to do. So like the first thing that to consider here is like, you know, A, just having them apply the content. Okay, so talk, okay. talk a little bit more about that with the applied yeah, content. Yeah, sure. So. so there's research that basically shows that these strategies that I can share with you now are, in the application being one of them, it's the most impactful thing that you can do with students, period. Like, I could give you data numbers, but it doesn't really matter. It's just that in terms of effect size or in terms of superpowers behind each strategy, this is the one that actually moves the needle the most for people. And it doesn't involve just telling people information. They don't 
really need that. And if you think about anything you've ever heard from somebody, more than likely you forgot half of it, right? Mm -hmm. So like imagine yourself like telling someone like, hey, you need to tie your shoe, right? Simple. But if they don't actually go do it, it doesn't matter. They're going to fall down, right? I mean, what you just said doesn't bode well for the podcast. So I'm hoping this is the part, (laughs) just the 50% of the good parts they'll remember, right? So um, no, I I think that that is a really brilliant thing. One, I love, just to go back earlier, that stress curve, right? Like you said, Mm -hmm. the cognitive dissonance, you have to have enough challenge. Because if if you don't, you feel like there's no value. You're going to softball and make it where I'm like, well, why do I even care, right? It's just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. This is... This is a video game on easy, you know, this is, it's just not enjoyable. Um, so I, I really love that balance piece, but to kind of go back to um, the step side of things and yeah. making sure that they see even have, they have all the information that they need. So uh, I imagine there's, there's gotta be some challenges sometimes in selecting like, how do I know what step is what and how do I keep things going? Which honestly what popped in my head was like gamification. So is that something you guys see commonly help to get the steps? Then also if you could circle back and talk a little bit more about how do you select the right steps? Is there a process where I know when I should stop a step and start a new one? Sure. So part of that is the seven minute mark, Okay. <laughs> right? And so if you're keeping yourself like accountable to, I'm not going to go over on time, what is in this? So if instead of seven, you've got a video that's 15 minutes, it's really simple to just go, how can I break this down even further, right? You probably are going too long. But when it comes to like creating the steps in the first place, sometimes it's really easy. You know, so if it's something that's highly technical, um, there is a gentleman that's running around here by the name of Kurt Malley that I was in his SMAG program, which was, um, gosh, it was some Facebook ads program years ago. (laughs) And he was the biggest genius when it came to breaking things down super succinctly as far as one step, next step, next step, next step, because it's from a technical angle. Some of the courses that are a little more difficult when it comes to this are like things that are like more construct related. So, uh, hmm. Uh, touchy-feely things. Gotcha. Like relationships, right? Relationships, personal development, um, spiritual courses. I've I've, I've done a whole series of courses for an evangelical church, Mm -hmm. right? And so that process, it's more construct related. And so one of the tools that I found that's been super, super helpful for my clients and myself is just getting a Trello board, going to Trello.com and getting a Trello board because you can move things around just like post-its, but it's technical. And so you move it and you move it back until it starts to make sense. And guys, when I say this, I want you to understand that when I do four-day intensives with clients and they fly into Orlando and we build out their online course, two days out of the four are spent creating these focus questions and figuring out where goes what. It is the most intentional part of the process because if you mess up that part, then everything else doesn't matter as much, right? And so like, you know, I know it's a little bit of a brain work and you have to stare at it for a minute, but just taking those things, putting things on to, you know, onto the Trello board and just really debating it with yourself, making sure that your reasoning behind each choice has an answer. If you feel like, I don't know, put it here, you probably are messing it up somehow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's great. I mean, I imagine that's got to be, as you said, a very intensive process. Yeah. 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 But but amazing. And like you said, it's intentional. You have to take each step. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't want to have a cough in between or anything like that. No, just kidding. Um, It's okay. Our our editor is fine. I know you were maybe worried for a second there. Um, (laughs) uh, So, but no, that that's brilliant. But at the same time, you can see how hard that is. And I know a lot of people they aren't doing that. They just they want to put content out there, and they're not intentionally thinking through that. But um, but if you could take one thing away, I feel like that's the most powerful. 
powerful thing is just map out that process intentionally until it just feels like it's there. You got the green check mark. But I'm um, going back in. Sorry, I made way too big of a compound question. But gamification is that something you guys utilize? I know I've explored that in some of my own backend stuff I've worked with and with clients before. Um, is that a vi valuable tool in trying to get course completion? Okay. I'm not going to say it's not a valuable tool. Okay. Okay. So it's not something that I've used. Okay. All right. To this point, um, you know, you can get badges for completion. Sure. That's a thing. I mean, some people do want the dopamine at the end. Some people do want to be able to share it on their social or on LinkedIn. Look at me. I've got this certification or look at me. I've, you know, completed this course and I'm available for, you know, whatever this next step is. It's not that certain things with gamification aren't beneficial. I don't know. See, adults are a little different, you know, like they are self-selected learners. And I don't know, it might be because I'm a little Gen X here. Like I get a little sarcastic when it comes to like a bell or a whistle or a ribbon or something. You know, I didn't get participation awards. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> well, well, now you've just made me feel horrible at all my badges. So on my sorry. Xbox, uh, Look at my there. collection of badges. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just I didn't mean to. No, no, no. no I, think that, I think that makes sense. I, honestly, that would go back to know your audience, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go back to the audience, because I think gamification can work in certain situations. Sure. But you're totally right. I'm actually completely unmotivated by that. Like, I, it doesn't mean anything to me. So mm -hmm. when I go into course and someone's like, you earned a badge. Like, I'm like, oh, great. A digital badge that means nothing to me. Like, next I feel like they're probably going to sell me an NFT. And like, I was going to say that. Badge. I was yeah. like, now that badge is now, you know, connected to the blockchain. It becomes yeah. valuable. All yeah. right. Yeah, right. So, um, but, you know, lots of those things is know your audience. And if it works, it could work. But it doesn't, it's not, it's one of those tricks that people try and throw into something, but, but might not be doing anything. Does it really push the needle? Yeah. You know? Well, so here's the thing. Just thinking in terms of something my stepfather used to say to me He'd be like it's like chicken soup it can't hurt right does chicken soup actually cure your cold I don't know but it feels good so if I have a cold I'm gonna eat some chicken noodle soup right so it, it's kind of like that like when you're looking at how to make your course better try it you know if there's something that you've seen that you really liked try it because not everybody works the same not everybody appreciates the same things you know and i don't think anyone would be like damn that badge you know <laughs> i would have cursed <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so uh, to dial things back here, I just want to make sure. So, I, I'm sure people heard some really exciting things. Like, man, this is really great. I could see how I could at least start to venture to the 97% range. Um, but they might even still be feeling a little bit lost on what that first step would be because we covered uh, kind of some variety of things. So, for the person that's sitting at home right now, listening to this or, or wherever they might be, what would be the first step that you'd have them take? Like, if you want to go and improve your course right now, day one second one what's the first thing they should do sure so this one for me is back to market research right in in, in the first place unless they are already making sales yeah. but Let's even assume then they're making sales we'll start that first. okay yeah. all right so assuming that they're making sales we've already gone through video length objective course length right um the other thing is like what are they requiring them to do there's a there's a big thing that I've seen missing really across 
almost every course that I've been in. And it's just a consideration of who this person has to be and how they have to be in order to actually accomplish this. Hmm. Like, how do they have to think about the content? So for instance, I was in a course that had um, to do with branding. When I was first getting into internet marketing, I figured I should probably know a little bit about like how to do a brand, right? And mm -hmm. so I'm inside of this course and it said, you're gonna need a tagline, business name, you know, URL, whatever. Logo. Logo, yeah. uh, photos, website, right? But it didn't tell me how to think about it. And so I knew enough about my own metacognition, which is just meaning um, knowing how you learn, like we're learning how to learn. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> I knew enough about that. That is a great word, by the way. Yeah. Like you, you got, you're just littering this podcast with words of the day. Oh, so well, I fantastic. hope I clean up later. Metacognition. Okay. <laughs> that's fantastic. I like that a lot. Great. Sorry. It's okay. So cool. So, you know, I knew enough about it that I wrote my own questions for that course before I started attacking it. Right. Mm. So it was like, okay, well, what do other taglines read like? What do other logos look like? What do other websites look like? What information's on the website when I get there? How is this person presenting themselves compared to this person? You know, how long do I want to have this uh, branding? Like, how long is that going to last for me? What kind of impact would it have if I did this? You know, how can I take what I've learned in this course plus these websites that I've looked at plus something else that I've done in order to combine to figure out what's going to work best here, right? So it's starting to look at things from like multiple angles, you know, and really just like venturing outside. Oh, like how will my clients feel when they come to my website? What kind of impact will that have on them? What kind of impact do you think it ha happens on website A compared to website B? Why? How do you talk to them about it. You know, what's the language that you're using there? All of these things are, it, it's just a, you know, thinking about things in terms of what's going to really make a difference for them. And then for one strategy that will change a lot of people really quickly is really in terms of, you know, looking at things through other people's perspectives. I think it's something like I, I, I commented on a post the other day and they were like, what do you think is the biggest problem in the world right now? And I'm like, not being able to hear other people. But that's something that you can offer inside of your course just really quickly, not, not in a political realm or anything like that, but just in a realm of like thinking about how other people would think or feel if faced with what you're presenting or what, you know, whatever your content is. And the thing is, when you look at how to make people be different, it doesn't just change, change them as it relates to the course of content that you're putting out there. It changes them in how they approach life. Yeah, yeah, no, I think one, that's a beautiful thing. I, I, in terms of, it's funny because <laughs> I just, I've been talking to my wife a lot about like, the world would be so different if we allowed ourselves perspective of others, right? And yeah. I think one of the things that's really powerful about that in a course is if I show these perspectives, but you could connect with them and connect with the why. We're tribal individuals that are always trying to sort, right? We want to sort to who we are. We <laughs> sorted to who we are when we bought the course. That's what led us there. Some sorting and need that we connected with. And we're like, great, I identify, boom, I'm in there. Now that I someone's in brand, blah, 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 blah. Well, all that connection just stopped, right? I'm, I'm not seeing another perspective, I'm not connecting to something else. And now I feel like maybe I wasn't the right person, self-doubt in there, I'm gonna start self-sorting incorrectly or saying, oh, maybe I wasn't a good fit for this, I wasn't ready now, I'll keep it, and maybe come back to it later. Um, so I think you, that's, that's a great tip. Like how are you continuing to connect after the initial purchase? How are you gonna kind of 
give them this perspective and these perceptions and this idea of I'm not where I need to be, but I could connect with where that's going to look like as we go through the course. I think that's an amazing tip that I've honestly never even thought about before, but makes so much sense. So hopefully I was understanding, right? That's at least yeah, what I pulled out of it. Definitely. So. And in addition to that, like, I love what you just said. I was thinking about, um, I interviewed Pat Flynn for my book. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Pat mentioned that I thought was great is you're not done marketing when they buy the course, you know, and he kind of put it in terms of like your introduction video having them really connect to you and why they're there in the first place. And then like your module introductions are a great time to go, look at you, look at where you've been, look at where you are now, and here's where we're going. And so you're still like walking them through their journey and future casting Yeah. while they're inside of your program. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I, that makes a ton of sense, right? How do you mm-hmm. not grind and how do you keep people going? And and you know we need that, right? We need to continue to remember why we're why we're doing what we're doing. So, um, well, I mean, we covered a lot of amazing stuff. I'm sure we could probably talk forever. Like I just find this stuff super <laughs> interesting. But I'm like, oh, we have time that we, you know, people probably don't want to listen to me forever. Um, so, uh, you know, this being said, people are probably super interested. They want to learn more from you guys, talk to you guys more, work with you, talk a little bit about maybe I know something that might be coming up here soon, um, and as well as not only that, but how could people work and learn more from both of you? Yeah. Um, so for one, we're on the interwebs. <laughs> what can, is this? You so one thing we're really excited about right now is um, our annual event called the Online Course Success Summit. We've been running it for about four years now. Um, it's just an amazing collection of some of the smartest people that we've met. And we bring them in and they share with our audience just how they can get the most out of creating an online business using online courses, you know, that they can. And it's not just like fluff and stuff and videos. It's literally tactics of how they got themselves there, which is just, um, we're just so honored and excited to be doing that. So we're hosting that. It is releasing, I want to say, the third week of October, October 21st, I want to say, which Dr. Carrie Rose will be hosting that. I'll be hosting myself as well, co-hosting. And, um, yeah, we're we're just super pumped about it. ClickBank is coming on and agreed to uh, sponsor us this year and and, and share with with everyone. So we're we're really honored to have you guys, too. And we are pumped, too. That's that's super Be pumped. Be pumped. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and again, if you are here for something that's going to change your course, change your life, and really give you tactics that, that just matter. I mean, lots of times people want to build you up. They want to talk about in vagaries, but but this is going to be something where it's the experts doing it and sharing with you what you could do. So we talked about that perspective. That is exactly this. You know that the, you guys are both masters of course creation. I'm sure the summit is going to be a mastery on you learning and being better. So that's really fantastic. Um, so outside the summit, so that's the 21st. Um, for all those that are on the ClickPink list, you'll be hearing about it, seeing it in the marketplace probably as well, or not marketplace, but in our you know ads whatnot. Um, and uh, outside that, if you know if they decide not to go to the summit, which would be silly, but are there <laughs> other ways that they could work and communicate, connect with you guys? Absolutely, they they can just go to our website, connect with us there. It's just www of hyphen course.us and they can get in contact with us there dr rose happy to have conversations with you and you know help you navigate this online course world perfect perfect so anything else you guys would like the 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 listeners to know before we go any message of inspiration i always like a good joke if you want to finish that just put you on the spot because who could ever come up with something funny i'm a military guy i I mean i joke on accident but not on purpose (laughs) oh my goodness uh you know the thing is that there was a lot of information shared on this right and it can be a little overwhelming and I just want you to like take take it back 
pull everything back. And the, the really the most important thing you do is just take one step. Keep it as simple as possible. It doesn't matter if you master everything about course completion or about education when you do your online course to start. It just matters that you take one step towards that direction and really think about it in terms of one of our friends, Norbert, um, when I interviewed him for our book, he said that a lot of people think about their course in terms of one and it's done, right? Instead, consider it being like the iPhone. Like there were multiple iterations of the iPhone. There can be multiple iterations of your course. The most important thing is that you get some version of it out there to people because if you have a calling on your inside that this is something that you're supposed to be doing, um, I'm not one to argue with higher powers. I'm not sure about you, but you probably should take one step towards that end because there's somebody out there that you could be helping right now that you're not if you haven't started in that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is a great way to finish things off is one step. One step in the direction towards a better course, a better life, a better impact. Um, and another step you should take is to review, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and make sure to sign up for the summit, guys. This is going to be amazing. Look into it. it it'll be a great first step. So, um, again, thank so much for both of your time. Um, it was a fantastic conversation. I just wish we could do it all over again because I had so much fun doing it. Um, but with that, I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of TNC and the listeners. Enjoy the rest of your day, and be sure to keep listening for amazing content and marketing advice that's going to change your life, your product, and all sorts of things. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye.